Hi. Hello. Welcome to Midwestern Maidens. I'm Colleen. And I'm Heather. And we are your maidens. Welcome all. Yes. Maidens, thank you for listening. And maidens. Yes. Yes. What are you up to today? What have you been doing? Or I this my, week, I guess. I got my flu shot today. Ooh, good for you. My arm is very sore. I don't think I was tensing when she gave it to me. Um, it's hard. It's hard not to when they're putting a needle in your arm. They're like, "Don't right. tense up," and they're like stabbing you. Yeah. So far, I feel really good. Usually, the flu and COVID boosters make me feel very like just under the weather. Like I feel chilled, achy. Um, but I got it at like 11.45 today on my lunch break and I feel pretty good. So, oh, um, good. yeah, I did go ahead and give my boss the heads up. Like, Hey, if this takes me out overnight, I'm just going to get a sick day in tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. but the kids got all of theirs. So we're ready to travel next month. Oh, I need to get mine. I've not gotten mine yet. I wanted mine to have like plenty of time to just like absorb into my immune system since marinate. Yeah, wanted it to marinate for a while since <laughs> Genevieve brought everything home germ wise last year. Um, yeah, hoping that's not the case this year. So. Yeah, for real. I've been wearing my mask at work. And everybody's like, are you sick? What's wrong? And I'm like, well, I, I am recovering, but also this nasty cough. I don't want to be like flemming up everything behind the bar and like all yeah. my customers looking at me like, why are you not wearing a mask? But right, right. no, just after that and like with, especially living in Chicago, like there's so many people. I see so many people every single day at work that it's not worth it for me to get sick. Yeah. When I can wear a mask at work, especially when I'm like leaning in because it's loud at the bar and yeah. I have to like really lean in to listen to somebody. I'm not trying to be inhaling all their germs. Yeah. I think like the OCD, germaphobe, anxiety ridden introvert in me will constantly for the rest of my life just be like, I don't know you, stranger danger. Back up six feet. Honestly, I mean, it's gotten a little bit better now, but if somebody was within my six foot bubble, even if they were behind me and I couldn't Mm -hmm. see them, you could feel them. Like you could just feel them in your space. And I want to be like, back up, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Donkey kick behind me. (laughs) Yeah. Can I tell you something so funny? So like, I feel like no matter how old you get... You still sometimes just need your parent to, like, walk you through tough things. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't on any, like, anxiety medication in 2020. So when the pandemic hit, I was very much, like... You were raw-dogging life. (laughs) Raw-dogging life had a terrible time. Um, But I was, like, terrified. To go into stores because you would hear those stories in the news of like, I got COVID getting groceries and I gave it to my whole family, you know, so I was like terrified. And there was one month where Caleb's family went on vacation 
So the kids and I, I was working from home. We were able to go up to mom and dad's and then we just played it safe and stayed like the extra two weeks after his parents got back because we were living with them at the time. And I was like, yeah, I just traveled. I don't want to, you know, put my kids in any crazy situations. I told mom that I was like scared shitless to go into stores. And she was like, and keep in mind, that was what, like three years ago, I was like 34. She was like, it's going to be fine. We're going to put our masks on. We're going to go into the store. We're going to get what we need. And we're going to come back out and everything's going to be fine. And I was yeah. just like, okay, you really do always need your mommy and wait for when you're in your 30s. It was like so crazy. Yeah. Uh. No, like when I was in the hospital a couple weeks ago, all I could think of is like, like Max is being so supportive, but I really just need a parent. And then yeah. when, when his parents came to the the ER with us, and his dad just gave me a big hug and like rubbed my back and was like, "It's gonna be okay. Like I promise, it's gonna be fine." I just bawled. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, oh, I needed this. I needed the love of a parent and like the reassurance of just like, "Hey, you're in a hospital now." It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's, you're going to make it through. It's fine. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, I don't know. Just looking at where we were in 2020 and then where we are now. Like, now when I see somebody wearing a mask, my first thought is like, oh, my God, they're probably, they probably have it. Or they're super sick. You know, not yeah. like that. They're an older person. They probably just don't want to get the fucking flu. Yeah, and we know masks are an easy way to limit the amount of exposure. Well, and even during the pandemic, like when we had all of our mask mandates in Chicago, because I don't think it was until like summer 2021 that that was lifted. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like, even then I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, But... Having been masked up for, like, an entire year at that point, I thankfully somehow, by the grace of God, avoided COVID that whole time. I avoided seasonal colds, the flu. Like, and then, of course, like, 2022, I think I got COVID, like, Last year, maybe it was was after April after we left visiting. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, Yeah. but my God, like the last year and a half now, it's like my immune system is like we're we're you know in overdrive now because you've not had any germs in your system, and so let's give you all of the colds this year. And it just it really goes to show masks kept you healthy, or at least are like keeping the other germs away or keeping from like you from spreading germs like it's insane how great I felt luck I was very lucky but like how healthy I felt those years and then going to no masks at all I feel like I've never been sicker yeah it's yeah it's crazy yeah well and they've been wearing masks in like China Japan for years and when we first started wearing them i read some news article that was like some cultures have always done that if they've Mm -hmm. been sick out of that respect of i don't want to give you what i have you know right yeah 
It's crazy. Yeah. Last year we got everything too. Thanks to, I mean, we brought COVID home and then like a month later she brought the flu home and we all got the flu. Oh man. And that was over Thanksgiving. So last year I felt like Christmas, like it was like somebody just like smacking me across the face and being like, it's Christmas. Like we didn't have that like Thanksgiving, like the pre-Christmas together holiday feeling. It was like we were all on our deathbed. And then it was like, oh my God, it's December. How did this even happen? (laughs) Wake up. Santa's here. Exactly. (laughs) 10 a.m. Santa's coming. coming. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. That's so funny. I'm so, I'm hoping for a healthier year this year, but. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's been good. Just working and hanging out. Um, I've been very productive and like waking up early with the exception of today. I slept in really late today. Um, But waking up really early and trying to get stuff done around the house, edit Mm -hmm. these episodes and figure out all of that. Um, But yeah, you know, same old, same old. Yay. Do you want to tell me what's in your cup? Yes. I am drinking a delicious pumpkin ale from the bar that I work at. Um, So it's nice and like cinnamony, clove, allspice, pumpkin. It's honestly like pumpkin pie in a glass. It's so nice. Um, I will have to take a picture. I didn't see it. So I grocery shopped at Aldi. No offense, dad. Um, It's cheaper. It's cheaper. And I in this economy, it's cheaper. (laughs) It's cheaper. And you don't have aisles of like just like you have the one like Aldi finds aisle, which is a nightmare sometimes because you just want everything. But it's like literally just a grocery store. There's no like, you know, do we need light bulbs? Do we need this? Do we? It's like just like bare bones. Like here's what we need food wise. Um, Last year they had a pumpkin ale and like, you know, Aldi brands are just not name brands for the most part clancy's i remember <laughs> eating clancy's cheetos <laughs> growing up what is that and then i was like that's like the aldi brand okay it's the chip brand yeah. it's the yeah. aldi chips it wasn't clancy's okay it wasn't clancy brand i don't know what it was but it was like a pumpkin ale and i was so excited it tasted like straight garbage. I made Philip. Ew. Yeah, I made it was like I made dad the spring of this year, so the beer had been in my fridge for a good like 6 months at that point. I made him try it. I think Matthew might have been here too because I was like this is the worst beer I have ever drank. And of course dad was like, "Well, it's not that bad. I kind of like it." You know, like the I grew up being forced to eat and drink everything, so I've just yeah. developed a tolerance to all <laughs> shitty tasting stuff. Um, it was terrible. Um, oh, but over the weekend, I did get like a fall ale from, I want to say the brewery is called Country Boy. It's like a local okay. to Kentucky brewery. You know what? The One of my favorite pumpkin beers is the... Oh, God, what is it? it? They make the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, but I oh, think they yeah. have a Kentucky Pumpkin Ale. Um, I, think, I or, think I've seen that. Is it good? 
Yes. They also have like a bourbon aged stout, I think. Yes. That's like aged in bourbon barrels. Honestly, I toured that that, uh, brewery and like distillery when, God, years ago I went on like a frat party trip or like a frat formal once upon a time. Oh yeah, you were in Kentucky, weren't you? Yeah, we were in Lexington and we went, I think it was called Town Branch and they did the Kentucky bourbon barrel, like all of that, uh, line and it was delicious the stout and the pumpkin ale are just like chef's kiss yeah what's in your cup today tonight i am drinking a walgreens special Um, yes it's a i've never heard of this uh winery before it's called mark west the only reason why i bought it is because caleb's dad used to work at a company called mark west (laughs) (laughs) But it's a Pinot Noir. Um, I haven't had like a Pinot yet this year, so. Sounds so good. It's really good, yeah. Look at us in our fall drinks. Well, cheers. I know, I know, cheers. It's been like super like rainy and cloudy here. Should I do like a, yes. Here, 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 hold on. Do it at the same time. Let me see. Damn, do it, do it, do it. We're trying to add the cheering like, yay! Emoji. (laughs) Like music to it. I'll keep these up so we can we can add some cheers or like if we have any good jokes it'll be a but um well yeah speaking of pumpkins are you ready for this week's topic yes okay I first heard about this on the one and only my favorite murder okay I'm going to talk about tonight. The Circleville, Ohio anonymous letters, and then give a little sprinkling of um, backstory on their pumpkin fest or the I, Circleville Pumpkin Festival. I worked it one year. Shut up! Are you serious? <laughs> Swear to God, when I was working at Jenny's, they had food trucks that would travel oh. around, and one of them they they had a food truck at the Circleville Pumpkin Festival or like fall Is festival. Is it just like complete insanity? It's honestly, like, the best. I mean, I was working for most of it, so I didn't get a chance to, like, really walk around. Yeah. Oh, Max just got home. That's Hi. okay. Am I on the pod? Does he want to see my trick? Not. Yeah, you are on the pod. Yeah, I'm pod debut. Does he want to see my trick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to see Heather's trick that I don't have access to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, look at this. Look at me do it. Nothing. Heather gets confetti. Wow. And look at look at me! <laughs> wow, Heather gets balloons. <laughs> what the hell is that? I mean, I think it means be, I'm throwing up Richard. too many peace signs. <laughs> throwing up too many peace signs. Too many. I think the yeah. limit doesn't exist, Heather. We do. That's let's true. do all the peace signs. We are from the Spice Girl uh, era. Free so. Palestine. True. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our politics corner. <laughs> yeah. Corner, corner, corner. Corner, corner, um, corner. No, that's crazy. Um, I need to go back and check their website. They have a live, like, webcam feed. Oh, is that Louie? It's Lou. Hello, Lou. Yeah. So, I've got some exciting news. Um, I'm not, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but I am very excited to tell you this story because I'm hoping more information will come out about the whole anonymous letter sender in in the one and only Circleville, Ohio, that I didn't even know existed until My Favorite Murder. 
Yeah, it's honestly like very popular. The pumpkin festival is like very popular. I've got some facts that totally like blew my fucking mind. What? It was like a state fair, but pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, it was so. Some pictures. I saw. Well, I didn't look at them yet, but I saw them come through. So the only pictures they had so far for 2023 were like the setup pictures, but it reminds I'm not. I almost don't want to admit this. I feel like it's like one of those shows that like a rite of passage you should watch from start to finish at least once. I've never been a big like Gilmore Girl watcher, viewer. Neither have I. But it like totally, I've seen a couple of episodes. Like if nothing else was on and like a random Gilmore Girls episode was like on TV, I would watch it. Uh, like before Netflix and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But it really gives, where do they live? Stars Hollow. It gives like that kind of like small town vibe. Everybody comes out, puts out their, you know, their best foot forward for the pumpkin <laughs> festival. Um, That's so cute. But yeah, it just looks super cute. So I just want to say, in my defense, I didn't watch Gilmore Girls growing up. Because by the time it came on, mom and dad were home and they said, it's time to do homework. And so I knew every day at five o'clock when Gilmore Girls got on after watching, what, Seventh Heaven? And then Gilmore Girls came on. It was like, all right, got to do your homework. Can't watch it. Sorry. Speaking of Seventh Heaven, and maybe we need to do a real deep dive on some of the shows that we grew up watching. But the dad's like a real weirdo from that show. In real life? Yeah. The pastor? Yeah. Major ick. I've also heard that about Bob Saget and really with the Olsen twins was like kind of weird with them. Really? I've seen a couple interviews where he's like really inappropriate to like talking about them. The, he like watching his non full house, like commentary. He was like the polar opposite yeah how he was on the show and that threw me for a loop raunchy yeah yes yeah yeah so i'm not like totally shocked to hear that but it it, you just like are always like danny tanner always Mm -hmm. cleaning his house you know that and just the host of america's funniest home videos yeah yeah (laughs) that's all i remember him from yeah all right pumpkin festivals (laughs) Pumpkin Fest. I should have, like, drank, like, a pumpkin beer tonight, but that's neither here nor there. I got one for the both of us. There you go. We're good. You had some, um, what's that called? ESP. Premonition. Yeah. Premonition. I told you, I'm psychic. There you go. (laughs) What did she say on Mean Girls ESPN? Yeah, I always say that jokingly, and then everybody looks at me (laughs) funny, and I'm like, come on. Obviously, it's not. (laughs) So my main source for like the anonymous letter portion of this story is from a cbsnews.com 48 hours article by Aaron Moriarty. I think that's how you say her last name. So for those that don't know, mom, because we know she'll definitely listen to this episode, friends and family that are, you know, wanting to support us, um, There were a series of letters that were sent to residents in a small town in central Ohio for almost 20 years. Wow. 
probably didn't get or remember that piece from My Favorite Murder. But yeah, it was like almost 20 years. I remember this being an episode because they joked about going to the Circleville Pumpkin Fest. And I was like, well, son of a bitch, if they go, I'm going to drive an hour south and go to Circleville to meet them there. Yeah. Um, But I don't remember it. it. Yeah, I don't remember any anything about this then. Yeah. Or like about the story. Well, snuggle up, grab your your pumpkin ale, because we're getting ready to get started. Um, so it said the letters didn't stop after a man was allegedly arrested and sent to prison for being the one that sent the letters. So like Ooh. even once this person was in prison, the letters were still being sent out. Wow. Which I don't know this for sure, but wouldn't you think mail going out and mail coming into a prison would be like read through? I know phone calls are like listened in on. I would assume mail would kind of be the at least stuff coming in, maybe not stuff going out, but you would think that they would still because somebody could be like, hey, try to like sneak in a shiv. Yeah, like in a letter. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder if they are, even though it is like, isn't it a federal crime to look through somebody's mail? Yeah, but, but I, I feel think like it's probably, probably just an like, exception well, if they're in prison. Yeah. You you did a bad thing. You don't have rights anymore, according yeah. to the government. So I would assume that even if the person that was charged for this and sent to prison was the culprit and still sending out letters... Someone at that prison would have been reviewing what he was writing and probably would have been like, you're really just kind of solidifying the fact that you are him. But anyways. Either that or they're just like postmarked from the prison, (laughs) return address, the prison. (laughs) Who do we know that's in prison right now? We know who's sending the letters. That's, That's a really good point. They would know it was that guy. Okay. It's still considered anonymous. Interesting. Yeah. Um, The identity of who sent the letters is still debatable, and many residents in Surferville believe the wrong man was convicted, which I'll give you my final thoughts at the end of this, Um, but it's almost like the town of Circleville is, like, split down the middle. Like, some people think the right guy was sent to prison. Other people think he was innocent. Interesting. What what was, like, the nature of these letters? Well, I'll get into that in a little bit. But I think a lot of it was just, like, this person just knew really detailed information about the residents. Oh. And was, like, putting people on blast. Oh, okay. So I don't think it was, like, 12 o'clock on Saturday. I'm going to, <laughs> you know... Just like an anonymous pen pal. Hey, how's your day? Right, right. I hope I it's think, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a couple of letters we'll kind of get into what two people were accused of. I don't really know the specific, or I didn't really check to see what the specifics were for the other letters. But the vibe that I got was that this person just knew a lot of shit about the residents of the town. Okay. Which, like, I automatically just think of, like, me as, like, a 96-year-old woman who just knows everything about everybody in the town that I live in. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I just kind of feel like at that point I would be like, I saw you double park. 
you know, like, I don't know. Move it over. <laughs> right. Bitch. Um, <laughs> so, as we've said, Circleville is best known for its annual pumpkin show that brings in, spoiler alert, more than 400,000 people a year. Oh, my God. Not from start to finish. A year. Wow. And the source for my pumpkin show facts are from a website called pumpkinshow.com. It's the actual, like, Circleville pumpkin show website. I love that. Yeah. Um, That's where they have the live webcams. And it's actually, it started yesterday. Oh, did it? Oh, my God. Yesterday was the first day. Yeah. Go get, pull up, like, the live webcam. See what's going on. Uh, it actually started in October 1903. Wow. Yeah. When the mayor, George R. Haswell, wanted to hold a small exhibit in front of his home on West Main Street. It includes corn fodder, which maybe I have not lived in Ohio long enough or I'm not country enough to know. I'm assuming it's like the dried out like corn stalks. Corn fodder. F-O-D-D-E-R. I should have looked that up before, but I was finding out my facts on my lunch break at work, so I couldn't really. I didn't want to do too many Google searches. It says, according to Merriam-Webster, the entire Indian corn plant cut and used either fresh or dried cured for forage. Oh, so that's like the whole plant that people will like use for decoration. Yeah. Yeah. So I was right. Go oh, me. yeah, yeah. I think it could also be, like, uh, like made into bales, too. But it does That's look like it's the big corn stalk-like decorations. Yeah. Go me. Still an Ohioan. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Corn-fed, baby! <laughs> we'll do a little. We need a celebration. I'm oh. sorry in advance for the, the cheesy sound effects we're going to be doing throughout this. We're just really excited. And I'm yeah. on my second glass of wine, so I fully... This, encourage all of this yeah and this program is like way more professional than us just like facetiming each other and screen recording it so yeah bear with us when we have our little uh drum bumps and drum rolls <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> laugh tracks yeah. it's gonna get very 90s sitcom up in here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be amazing um so corn fodder which we now know what that is Pumpkins, many of them jack-o'-lanterns, were the main decorations, and it was officially named the Pumpkin Show. The following year, 1904, the mayor was joined by neighborhood merchants, and it just continued to, like, grow from there. Ooh. Um, spoiler alert, the first merry-go-round was set up for the show in 1905. Wait, the first like, ever merry-go-round? No, I think or just for, like, the, the first. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like, Only two years after it opened? Yeah. Like, that's how quickly it grew. So it goes from one man just, like, displaying all house. of his fall decorations. His corn and then fodder. His corn fodder. <laughs> and then two years later, there's a whole merry-go-round? That's two insane. Years later, there's a goddamn merry-go-round. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if this didn't put Ohio on the map, I don't know what did. And I shouldn't be saying that because I feel like I had, in eighth grade, there was, like, a whole 
history section on Ohio facts, and I don't remember anything. We from should it. do a whole Ohio episode because you said that, and I was going to say if if the Circleville Pumpkin Festival didn't, Hawthorne Heights did with their hit "Ohio Is for Lovers." That's but true. then also oh. all of like the astronauts that we've had, the presidents we've had, fucking Dave Chappelle is from Dayton. Like so, Rob Lowe is from Dayton. There's so many people Which, like really? famous. Yes, he has pictures in Marion's oh. all over and- Dayton. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, is from Cincinnati. No, she's not. So, well, I'm the cliches are too. <laughs> Aren't oh they? Why are we living in Ohio? <laughs> Ohio just raises all the coolest people, okay? Just, I mean, I mean, a little humble brag here. If the bar wasn't <laughs> risen at this point now, it definitely is. Well, I think it just goes to show that all the best people got out. Or, like, a lot of people got out. Yeah. That's Moved true. on. Us included. You and I included. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we our names going to be on, like, the top podcasting chart. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go too far. You just, like, crossed the river into Kentucky. I just, I like, mean, jumped a state over. But, hey, we made it. We made it, girl. Is Kentucky what I feel like the Diet Coke version of Ohio? Yes. But that's another <laughs> That's another talk for another time. Like, where I live, it's, like, basically Cincinnati. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. The Diet Coke version of Ohio. That's That's where my hilarious. Area. That's just what I'm going to... I'm from the Diet Coke version of Ohio. That's what I'm <laughs> going to start telling people. So, after the merry-go-round, this pumpkin show became a way to show displays of grain, fruits, vegetables, school displays... And other displays to promote Circleville and Pickaway Pickaway County. Nice. I've never heard of Pickaway County until today, and I can't even tell you <laughs> if I'm saying that correctly. Probably. I think not. you are. I think you are. I mean, it's literally pick <clears throat> in a way. I would assume that's how it's said, but yeah, I think it is Pickaway. I've lived in Kentucky for too long. <laughs> um. Now, listen to this. This blew my mind. It is the sixth largest. Festival, not in Ohio, not in the Midwest, but in the United fucking States. Yeah. What? The sixth largest festival in the United States. Wow. And I scooped 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 ice cream at it. With your scooping arm. (laughs) With my scooping arm. And there was, all I remember is like, I remember the ice cream flavor. We were serving like a sweet potato and like (gasps) toasted marshmallow ice cream flavor. I think we had like salty caramel, obviously, because that was popular. We might have had a pumpkin one. But the only other thing I remember is directly on the other (laughs) side of our window outside of our food truck was one of those like creepy clown trash cans. And so the whole day I'm like scooping ice cream and it's like scary clown trash can just staring into my soul. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ew. (laughs) Can I just say too, I love the taste of sweet potatoes and the taste of toasted marshmallows separately. Put them together in sweet potato casserole. I absolutely cannot do it. Really? Yes. And I think it's because mom forced me. Not that I want to call anybody out or put mom on blast. She forced me one year to try sweet potato casserole. And I simultaneously came down with a stomach bug and I threw up. And I just have not been able to eat it since then. And this has been like since elementary school. 
Honestly, that's me with um, Easter hard-boiled eggs. Well, that's and chocolate. And well, I still love chocolate, but well, but the combination, right? But nowadays, I'm just like eggs. No, ma'am. No, no ma'am. If those not- eggs made me sick. Yeah, sweet potato casserole. It looks so damn good, but I just I can't do it. The one we make now at Thanksgiving is, I think my I like it better than the Maybe marshmallows when you have like the the candied pecans on top. Yeah, you don't eat that one. That oh god, <laughs> that one is like just brown sugar heaven. Like so good. Maybe I'll try it this year. I'll live stream <laughs> trying it if we get enough. Well, Midwestern maidens reacts. Heather tries sweet potato casserole for the first time. Oh, my God. Would that not be terrible if I just immediately started gagging? Oh, my God. All of our listeners, oh my, we just get write-ins of, like, people that have really low tolerance for gag noises. And they're like, yeah. you made me throw up. <laughs> One star out of five. <laughs> um, so this is another interesting fact. Not surprising. But any money that is earned during the pumpkin show is obviously put back into the community. And the show itself operates on income and donations, making it a self-supporting, like, festival. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, And just for a little example of what kind of fun stuff you can see at the pumpkin show. Last year, the 2022 winner, guess. What do you think the weight was for the largest pumpkin at the pumpkin mm-hmm. show in 2022? 2022. Okay. I don't know. It's probably a lot. 1,837 and a half. Pounds. Holy, holy yeah. shit. I was going to guess like Which? 500. 1,000. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Can we get a picture of this, this pumpkin and post it? In yeah. the thread there's for a, this episode, because there's that, a picture of it. I didn't send it to you, but I'll get on their website. And is it like seven feet it. tall? I'm imagining it like this: the height and like mm. just the size of like a full grown man. I think the picture doesn't do it justice because when I saw the numbers, I was like, "Are we sure about that?" But it's one of those pumpkins. Like it, instead of growing like up, it just grows. Mm. It looks super droopy. Yeah. Like, it looks okay. like a sad pumpkin. If you were to carve it, do you think it's all seeds inside or is it all Ooh. skin? Like, where does the weight come from? Seeds or skin? Or is <laughs> it a nice like mix? Five? No, it can't be five feet. We'll say three feet of skin. <laughs> and then there's like probably like three little seeds inside. <laughs> like, when you cut into a watermelon and it's all like white and then there's like, I think that's probably what it would look like. Oh my god, that's hilarious. You would have to carve that thing with like a chainsaw. Can you imagine? Okay, well, not speaking of carving pumpkins, but I I did see... Speaking of chainsaws. No, well, not chainsaws, but baseball bats. I saw these girls post a video of that. They were like, you know, cheap rage room ideas go down and get pumpkins in the fall and just beat the shit out of them with some baseball bats and get your anger out. That's like, actually not that, a bad idea. That's genius. You spend like I've, five bucks at the grocery store and beat the shit out of a pumpkin. Have you ever been amazing. to a rage room? No, but I really want to. There's one here, but it's like 
a two person maximum. I think you get it's maybe like thirty. Okay. Thirty minutes, and it's like fifty bucks, and you only get like one TV or like one computer screen, so it's not that exciting. Oh, that's dumb. Should we do a rage room, but only allow Max and Caleb to watch us, just so they know not to fuck with us? Yes. Yeah. Caleb would be like. <laughs> I am married to a goddamn psychopath. Well, <laughs> Max is always like, "You're you love true crime. You're gonna murder me one day," and I'm like, "I promise, I'm not." Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad that we think that's hilarious. Oh my god, it's never gonna happen. No. Like honestly, I love him to death. I'm never gonna do anything like that. I and we're not that stupid. No, and I could never. Knowing, like, the content of my heart and my character, I feel bad when I have to kill, like, a spider, okay? There's no way I'm going to be able to yeah. kill anything. Yeah. Um, Let alone get rid of a yeah. body. Wink. Wink. <laughs> Just, you know, maybe sleep with one eye open. Yeah, like, I want you to think that I'm, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to you, and then also maybe could possibly most, be the worst. The most terrifying thing that's ever happened to you. I want that dichotomy in my love life. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where Caleb, like, I've finally gotten to a point in our marriage where I think he would be like, she's the best thing that ever happened to me, but also the most terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and is that not a healthy relationship? I mean, Just it's working out not- so far. <laughs> as long as it's not, like, you know, acting on the, like, abuse yeah. and stuff, you know. Yeah. Just Good. a little healthy amount of fear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, aside from the largest pumpkin contest, they also have the Miss Pumpkin Show and the Little Miss Pumpkin Show, which I've, I've never seen done this. Any- yeah, I've never done any kind of, like... It's like um, a pageant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pageant type stuff. I went to college with girls that did pageants through high school. I gotta shut Max's door because <clears throat> he's talking on the computer. Party foul. We love you, Max. Um, <laughs> we do. You're honestly one of my favorite humans in the whole world. I love you. He's helped with a lot of technical stuff with the podcast, so I could never be mad. Yeah. Maybe. Wink. <laughs> Okay, so back to the letters. The letters started in the 1970s. They were mainly handwritten, and they were obviously anonymous. They focused on Gordon Massey. I'm assuming that's how you say his last name, because one of our politicians in the state of Kentucky spells his last name the same way, and it's Massey. Okay. M-A-S-S-E-Y? M-A-S-S-I-E. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um... Gordon is, or was, I don't know if he's still alive, a married superintendent of Westfall School. These letters accused him of having an affair with school bus driver Mary Galipsy. So, kind of back to that, like, the letters weren't, like, super, like, threatening in any way. But I think, like, I know shit that you don't want people to know. Yeah. So eventually, Mary, her husband, and I hate this, their kids became the targets of some of these letters. And this is crazy. Over time, nearly everyone in town either received a letter or knew someone who did get a letter. Can you imagine living through this? Because I live, I live for drama. Yeah, I hope it's not my own, but I am a sucker 
for for drama, I would be eating this shit up and yeah. hoping that mine wasn't next. <laughs> yeah. If this was happening now, I would be checking the neighborhood app on a regular basis to see who received a letter and what the contents of that letter had said. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, the police investigated, but they didn't find a source of the letters. So then the writer moved from letters to signs along Mary's bus route. So they got a little ballsy there for a second. Oh. Which I'll get into that in a little bit towards the end. So one day when Mary was driving an empty bus, thank God she didn't have any kids on the bus, she saw a sign posted on a fence. She stopped the bus, got out, pulled at the sign, and noticed a box was connected to it by a piece of twine. When she looked inside the box, well, she looked inside the box when she got home and she found a loaded fucking gun. Oh my God. Yeah. The sheriff's department determined the box and the twine was set up as like a booby trap. So I'm thinking when she pulled on the sign, the hope was the gun would go off and shoot and kill Mary. Oh my but God. Thankfully, it failed to fire. <clears throat> so. Mary's brother-in-law, Paul, I'm assuming it's Freshour, was charged. Paul Freshour was a manager at Anheuser-Busch facility, and he had no previous criminal history. A family friend was commented and said that he's not a, quote, cruel, callous, want-to-be murderer. So family friends were like, I don't think it's this guy. Wanna be murderer. What wanna be murderer? <laughs> That's something you can be called. <laughs> he's not ballsy enough to be a murderer. Yeah. He's just or a, he, a want to be murderer. A wanna be murderer. <laughs> yeah. Just do it already. Come yeah. on. However, the gun was traced back to him, which he said was stolen from his garage weeks earlier. Which if only this had been in the day and time of like really good fingerprint you know what i mean yeah because then they probably would have known like yeah this your fingerprints are on it but so are this other set of fingerprints Mm -hmm. um here's what i think is a little unfortunate for paul his estranged wife was contacted by investigators and she said she believed he was the letter writer like what estranged spouse is not going to throw their spouse under the bus. Right. That's another word for your crazy ex. Yeah. Your crazy ex is testifying against you. Come on. Now, we've all dated those... We all have a crazy ex at Mm -hmm. some point or another. But I feel like interviewing the estranged spouse is, like, the same as taking eyewitness statements into, like, as, like, the honest to God truth. You know yeah, what I mean? Concrete evidence. Yeah. Yeah. They're obviously coming from a personal, maybe. And stance there, there's on probably some vengeance there, depending on yeah. how everything ended. They're probably right. still pissed off about something. Right. Or at if least like really first, hurt by something. Yeah. yeah. He's probably pissed off about that. Yeah. Of course she's going to accuse him of it. Um, In 1983, he went on trial for the attempted murder, 
even though no physical evidence tied him to the gun or the homemade booby trap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a decent alibi for that afternoon when the trap would have been placed on the fence. And even with all of that, they still were like, you're our guy. Um, two examiners testified that his handwriting was his and he was convicted and sent to prison on that. Now, according to the Graphology Wikipedia page, quote, no scientific evidence exists to support graphology, which is the analysis of handwriting, and it's considered a pseudoscience slash scientifically questionable practice, but it's historically been considered legitimate for some court cases. So I think it's like that idea of like blood spatter analysis or like eyewitness testimony. We're like, yeah. sure, 50 years ago, that stuff was like completely used as this is why this person did the crime. Where now we know that's not the most reliable science yeah. to convict somebody. So I thought that was interesting that even after handwriting analysis has been considered to be a pseudoscience. It's, you know, nobody, at least from this article, has, like, gone back and re appealed or, you know, did anything. Yeah. For him. For him, at least. Is he still um, in jail? Do you know? I don't think so. Uh, was this the 70s that he was he was convicted, convicted in 1983. So there, I mean, that was so kind oh. of like the dark ages, like 40 years ago. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have, when did we get like DNA analysis? Wasn't that like the nineties? I feel like I listen to a lot of podcasts or watch like forensic files where there's like a certain decade where they're like, they held on to the evidence in hopes that, DNA analysis evolved. Yeah. It's infuriating the cases that didn't. Yeah. And that you had all the all of this good evidence that like the cases that really pissed me off were like, oh yeah, they just like threw out old yeah. you know, files. The police or like the police station like mysteriously burnt down and you're like, okay, like only the evidence room burnt down. Okay, yeah. interesting. But Yeah. Yeah, that's what I don't get how like some evidence is discarded and then some I guess maybe they feel like we got somebody convicted for this crime so problem this, solved yeah this says uh fingerprinting was first used in forensic science in 1986 um <sighs> in the UK <clears throat> this says 1987 um in the US so, like, he was, like, literally right on the cusp yeah, of fingerprint, like, DNA evidence. That's, That's terrible. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, like I said earlier, investigators were, they felt, like, relieved that Paul was convicted, but the letters obviously didn't stop at that point. Um, they continued after... Paul was sent to, which this is interesting, solitary confinement. And even he himself received a letter. So he's, so, yeah, he's right. not writing letters to himself. That's crazy. No. 
And I don't know much about solitary confinement, but I'm assuming when you're in solitary confinement, you probably can't even like write a letter or make a call. Yeah, I, I would assume. Yeah. From my understanding, I don't think you can. Yeah. So a little fishy right there. The letters went on for another 10 years before finally stopping around the same time that Paul was released from prison, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So he has passed away. It says until his death, Paul continued to insist he was not responsible for the letters, which I feel like that's kind of heartbreaking that yeah. he had to live the rest of his life trying to convince people that he wasn't it. Especially um, if he got out of prison and moved back into Circleville, having to be like ostracized where half the town thinks that you did it and you have yeah. to like constantly defend yourself the rest of your life. That's rough. And like I would the change article, my name and move somewhere else. Yeah, the article didn't really go into detail much about what happened after Paul was released, but I'm assuming, yeah, he would have probably had to have moved out of the area. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do, at least, like you said. Um, so, part of a 48 hours investigation, which I, we, I should have checked to see if this was like 48 hours episode and watched it, but I didn't have time. Mary Ellen O'Toole, who's a former FBI profiler, raised doubts whether the case was actually solved. Mary helped profile the Unabomber, which is super badass. I would love to work for the FBI and just, like, profile people. I feel like I would be terrible because I'm super judgy, I guess, as a Virgo. But that would be so fun. I do have a, um, like, a solve a murder board game. Should I bring it? Yes. To Mexico? Say, can you bring that to like, yeah, Christmas or Mexico? A hundred percent. Maybe that's what we should do. Have like a family podcast of us just arguing over. Who did it? Who did it? <laughs> and then at Christmas, let's have a family podcast while we play the Titanic board game, which is really kind of morbid. But Honestly, though. It is morbid. In a hundred years, and when it's 2101, there's going to be like a, ooh, race to the bottom of the Twin Towers kind of board game. Like, the same kind of shit. Yeah. But, God, honestly, it's a a really fun board game. It is. It's just fucked, though, because you you know we're pointing and laughing, like, ha ha, you got sent back to steerage. Yeah. but it's just so that's probably so honest to god where my fucking anxiety started because i would Uh, be like god damn it i have to go back to my room oh we just saw some lightning i have to go back to my room to get the fucking necklace or whatever that i forgot and i'm going to die now on this well and how many times this is such a tangent but how many times did we go see that titanic exhibit like at least once i remember i I remember seeing it like two or three times really maybe maybe it at least i know it at least was once but the big ice like the ice sheet at the end where you can like touch it and it's like this is how cold the water was i remember that happening like twice really yeah I remember going to the cincinnati museum center and seeing the titanic exhibit and just like my mind was blown seeing like a pair of shoes. I remember. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Talk about trauma. We should totally. I was literally like, what? Talk like about trauma. And then I'm five like, years should... old. 
five years old wearing that freaking heart of the ocean necklace, like <laughs> thinking I'm like the hottest bitch in kindergarten. Okay, Rose. <laughs> Just left oh in the movie where she like <laughs> drop oh drops it over the side. <laughs> well, I baby, mean... I went down and got it for you. <laughs> Oh my god. I fucking love that part of that Britney Spears song. Mm. It's all you shouldn't have. It's so good. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. We should totally play that song. We'd probably get oh. in trouble for copyright issues, yeah. but it would be worth it. I feel like <laughs> Britney would support that. Um, so, that Mary lady helped profile the Unabomber and said... The typical profile of someone who would send letters doesn't fit for uh, Paul's public persona. Mm. She believes the writer had a serious personality disorder, which I feel like is pretty valid. Like no normal person is going to just start like airing people's shit in letters. You know, it's more than likely she felt like that person enjoyed hurting others and said that those around the writer would have seen the callousness stating that the need for that kind of power and control, they needed to dominate, the need to scare people pre-existed those letters. So, like, this person would have been like this their whole life, basically. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they're, like, socially shy, though. You know, oh, like probably. write write these letters that are like so pointed at people, but to not. I wonder if it's like they don't have that same kind of personality in person, though. Yeah, where they're like more aggressive behind the scenes, but in public they're like a lot more timid. Yeah, okay. they put on like a good face. They go to church on Sunday, but like at yeah. home, yeah, blue baby. He wants to just hang out. I bet he does. I bet he likes true crime like we do. Look at his um, collar. Does he not look like a badass lion? He does. It's, I really like that. It has skull and crossbones, but he's just completely shredded the fabric trying to get it off. <laughs> so it's not supposed to so, look like that? Now he looks like he has like a spiked <laughs> collar. <laughs> okay. Can I just say, I'm not a dog person. I love Ringo dearly, but like, at the end of the day, I am 100% a cat person. Yeah. The one thing I do like about dogs, I am thinking about getting Ringo a Halloween costume where he's holding like a little guitar. I'll have to, <laughs> we'll post pictures for this episode of what I'm wanting to get. And then I have a wig that ironically looks a lot like my haircut and I want him to be Ringo Starr of the Beatles. Wait, that's amazing. I love that the kids and I was like should we get Ringo a wig they were like yeah and Caleb was like all I know is when he starts eating that wig I'm not pulling the dingleberries off of him because of the wig little hairs that are going to get stuck and I was like ugh so interesting fact Mary the FBI profiler believes the writer of the letters didn't set the trap on the fence with the loaded gun. Mm, okay. She said she feels due to the writer's constant constant want of wanting to stay anonymous, 
setting the trap would have been very risky. And she thinks someone just like took advantage of the situation, which is really sad that someone would be like, I'm going to try to get this person shot. Yeah. Now's my chance to finally kill that girl. Yeah. Um, But it does make sense if they stayed anonymous the whole time and it's still unsolved, somebody wouldn't risk going out and setting up a post on a fence. Yeah. Um, 48 Hours asked forensic document expert Beverly East to do a new analysis. And this article was written in December of 22. So not that long ago. Less than a year. Beverly said she's confident she knows the identity of the letters. And is so confident she would testify in court about the evidence that she found. Oh my so, god. That is the end of my story, but I Wait, am hoping what did she find? I know. But I'm hoping that like she would re- like at least testify in court, but if the if Paul has passed away, there may not be that personal want of someone to say I need to prove that I'm innocent. You know, yeah. like I'm sure his family at this point has kind of come to the conclusion of everybody's just going to know us as the anonymous letters family members. Yeah. So it is unsolved, but the forensic document expert is confident she knows who did it. And she's willing to testify testify in court. court. Yeah. Which I feel like nobody would willingly say, I will testify in court. Unless they know without a shadow of the doubt that... Yeah, you have to be confident in what you're saying. Because legally, you can be arrested if you're found lying. Right. Right? Yeah. You could be being held in contempt, right? Yeah. Isn't that what You would swear under oath that this person is the person that wrote the letters. Oh, I want to know who it is. I know. I know. (laughs) We should write her and be like, Beverly, what do you know? (laughs) <laughs> so we did a little podcast episode. Hey, Bevy. Just... <laughs> Do you go by Bevy Jean? Because we know a Bevy Jean. I was going to say, it's your middle name, Jean. <laughs> what if it was? That'd be perfect. I love that. Also, speaking of Bevies and Beverly's, um, we're going to a cat cafe tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Because... Caleb bet Genevieve if she scored a goal, she would get a cat. She did score a goal. Um, Now, it was on a penalty kick, which Caleb was like, never in my life have I ever seen. I'm going to hang on. I'm getting ready to sneeze. Bless you. Uh, Thank you. I should have done the clapping afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um. He was like, never have I seen a penalty kick in her age group of, like, soccer games at all. Well, she's, like, like, third grade. Yeah. I feel like it's very rare. Yeah. First and second grade, I don't think you would ever see one. No. Third grade, I think, is, like, the time where it starts getting a little bit more serious. Yeah. You're, like, holding your positions a little bit more. Yeah. So they are... They are calling things like offsides now. They're yeah. doing penalty kicks, you know. Um, but mom was like talking to Genevieve and she was like, I have a really good name for a cat. 
And Genevieve was like, oh, really? What is it? And she was like, I think you should name it Beverly. <laughs> Shut up. And Genevieve was like, uh, no. And Mom Beverly was the like, cat. Yeah. So Genevieve was like, I want to name her Tilly. And Mom was oh. like, well, I'm always going to call her Bevy. Bevy. Yeah. So we Bevy might cat. have a, a Tilly Beverly and then our last name, Cat. Yeah. Cute. That's so funny. Yeah. I think you should name her Beverly. That reminds me of grandpa telling mom and dad that they should name me Bertha. Yeah. Could you (laughs) even imagine? Well, Johnny and I were... Like, no offense to any Berthas out there, but... But it's not a common name nowadays. (laughs) But Johnny used to give me shit and he'd be like, what are we going to call you? Big Bert? Big Bert? Like... (laughs) Birdie, I'm like, shut up, leave me alone. Yeah, birth. That's That'd not a even, terrible nickname. It's not even my name. Stop making fun of me. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, thank God, mom was like immediately no. I think you should name it Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> well, even today, when the kids were getting Griff volunteered to go first for his shot, so he did it. He was, you know, nervous, but he did fine. Well, then, of course, because Genevieve didn't volunteer to go first and she saw him get his, she immediately was like, I should have gone first. I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like trying to like really pepper up. I'm like, you are the most confident, brave, like person I know. You and Aunt Colleen. I can't imagine saying you and Aunt Bertha. And talking about my younger sister. You know, know, your Aunt Bertha's a brave bitch, right? Aunt Bertha sounds like someone who's like 112 years old and is like a great, great aunt that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm glad. I I like my name. I'll keep it. I think I'll keep it. Yeah. Um, I I also like it, though, because I feel like. I feel like I don't hear... It's always a special moment when I meet another Colleen. Oh, yeah, I bet. I got, When Max's brother got married, I got to sit... They sat me directly beside another oh, Colleen. Colleen. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we we met the, for the first time. And so I have, like, a selfie of me and this Colleen from their Not wedding. the same way? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. There was another Colleen at uh, my friend Mel's wedding... She was, like, one of their maid, maid of honors. Um, Aww. And so every time at the bachelorette party, we'd walk into the same room and be, hi, Colleen. Hi, Colleen. I'm like, like, hi, hi Barbie. Barbie. Hi, hi, Barbie. Barbie. Honestly, <laughs> it was like that the whole weekend. It was, hi, Colleen. Hi, Colleen. <laughs> See, the only Heathers I meet are always, like, a lot older than I am. Really? Yeah, like... Caleb's parents have a neighbor who's probably, like, mom and, like, Caleb's mom's age, and her name is Heather. So I was like, well, nice to meet a fellow Heather. I just haven't met, like, another Heather my age. Yeah. Yeah. I know. When I when I meet another Colleen my age, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Soul sisters. Yeah. Like, twinsies. The only claim to fame I have with my name is there is a movie called The Heathers, and I feel like they end up murdering everybody, or they murder one person. I have heard, and this is so not your personality, but I have heard, like, um, the mean girl in, like, the 80s 
Oh, was the was Heather. Like a Heather. Yeah. Like, growing up for me, it was, like, Ashley or, like, Jennifer, you know? Yeah. But, like, in, like, the 80s or, like, early 90s, it was the Heather. The Heather. And I heard that and I was like, that's so, so far off, like, Heather that I know. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. so, so far off. <laughs> Although my name always is on the list of, like, um... It's always, like, somebody that shares it on, like, Facebook that's, like, these are the top 20 most psycho females. And, like, Heather's always, like, one of them. And I'm, like, hmm. Yeah. It did take until my 30s to really become feral. So maybe there's still more out there for me to and accomplish. See, that's why I'm so excited to turn 30. Because all I'm of this you, crazy energy is just going to explode through the roof. 30s have been, like, the most liberating decade I have ever lived. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't – I am still a people pleaser, but, like, I'm just so far from, like, the full-blown people pleaser that I was growing up and in my 20s. Yeah. I'm curious to see if this podcast goes anywhere – um, and we hopefully start getting like, hopefully, fingers crossed. We'll put um, that out in the universe. Ooh, is yeah. this anything? Don't you hate when you're watched up? Honestly, that? I'm like, bitch, I didn't address yes. you. Or like when, when Alexa it does, does, does that, that work, I'm always like, bitch, shut up. And whoever I'm talking to, like coworker wise, is like, listen, the first robots that are going to kill me if they ever take charge, uh-huh. my Alexa and my Siri. <laughs> because i'm always like shut up they're never listening they never listen yeah did you get the tiktok that i sent you today no i haven't seen it yet okay this mom she's irish i fucking love her accent so much her daughter's away at college and i said this is gonna be me and genevieve the mom the daughter must have taken her alexa with her to college because Mm -hmm. she said I'm going to send an announcement to my daughter, but she's probably asleep. And the mom said something like, um, like, Alexa, I need to make an announcement. And she said uh, something like, "It's are, are you asleep yet? It's time to go to sleep. And then Alexa sends it. And then the mom's, like, talking to her phone. Like, she's probably still asleep. She's, like, two hours ahead, you know. Yeah. Like her Alexa lights up, like she has an an announcement, and the daughter goes, "Fuck off!" <laughs> so going to be me and Genevieve. Like, I hope like, you're asleep, and she's like, "Fuck off!" I missed you. <laughs> Fuck off, mom. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Although I feel like she'll, I feel like it'll be the same as like me and mom, like. High school hormones crazy, yeah. But as soon as soon as I went off on my own, and I feel like I've told her this: if if mom is hearing this for the first time, her ego, her head is gonna get so big. But you know, like they always say, like your mom is always right, or like mom knows best. It, yeah, it's fucking true. It okay? really is. Every life lesson that I'm learn, I learn. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it, mom was right. She was freaking right. And I totally didn't believe her. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, every life lesson I get, I'm like, God. 
Again, can I just have one thing? <laughs> right. Just one thing. No, but I like, you know, moving away and I think especially just like the older that you grow and the more removed you are from like the hormones of your teenage years and all of that craziness. I have just mom and I have the best relationship now. Like yeah. she's honest to God, like one of my favorite people in the whole world. Yeah. And I, I can't ever imagine talking to her the way that I did as a teenager. And for that, yeah. I owe her a massive apology because I was a hormonal see you next Tuesday um, <laughs> in high school. <laughs> honestly, honestly, <laughs> I've, I, I was probably so mean to her and I probably blocked it all out because I was just like raging hormones at the time, but yeah, but I feel like that's like the, what a good mom does, you know, where they're just like, they don't mean it. They're just going through the motions of being a teenager in high school, you know, like I think, yeah, I don't think I'm sure in the moment mom might've been like, Ugh, I don't really know how to deal with this but I think now she's like you know what I gave her space I let her feel her feelings like I tell the kids yeah so. no I I did see a TikTok of like some mom just venting about like her morning with her 13 year old trying to like get her to school and like you know just navigate a morning routine with their teenager yeah. and all of the comments are like Oh my god, I'm a mom of two teenage girls right now, and they're the fucking worst. Yeah. Like, everybody's just like, teenage girls are awful, like, teenage girls this and that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, let's be a little nicer, because we were all teenage girls once and going through right. this. But yeah. I can understand, like... Especially in like, yeah, especially in, like, middle school, where you also have, like, that kind of mean girl energy Yeah, in, like fifth sixth seventh eighth grade into high school like you bring that mean girl energy home and then take it out on your parents but yeah yeah i just thought it was funny every single comment was like yeah my teenage daughter is like such a bitch every day (laughs) i mean she can't help it yeah her body is like imploding right now yeah get her some slack we will get there at some point with Genevieve. Um, I have had to text my assistant once already and be like, hey, I'm going to be later than my usual late because our socks aren't fitting right with our shoes and we're refusing to go to the car. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, I totally understand. Take your time. Thankfully. Oh, you know what, though? Yeah, you just want to be like, put the fucking shoes on. And then after the fact, you're like, those fucking seams, though. I was going to say, as somebody who is, like, very sensory aware of the seams on my socks, seams on yeah. tights, everything like that, if that knot is poking my pinky toe in a certain way... I yeah. gotta take the shell the shoe off and try again. Like, yeah, I have to try again until I get it right. So I completely understand that. Yeah, there's no way that I can walk around with messed up socks in my shoes no. all day and be okay. Because she's not gonna take her shoes off on the bus 
or like no. in school and fix it like you would as an adult. You got to get right. that shit right before you go. Yeah. Yeah. And also part of me is like, we're in the 2000s now. Why are we still putting seams fucking socks? Yeah. Get that girl like, some Like, who bombas. did this just to fuck with me? Well, real quick, do you have a glimmer for this week? Um, <laughs> you need to think, think of something super quick? I need to think about something super quick. Um, have I been doing? Is this, like, me going... Am I just, like stressed and not being able to remember anything or is this how it goes when you get older you know this is how it is yeah <clears throat> and then if you have kids oh. it's like 15 times worse my glimmer this week i love it max and i were playing video games the other day and peachy was sitting in our papasan chair like in the big scoop chair and she always looks so small in there sometimes you can just see her eyes over yeah. the edge of the cushion. And so she's hanging in there, kind of sleeping. And we let Lou into the living room. And normally they're, like, still very not happy with each other. They do not yeah. like that they're siblings. Um, Lou, I have a picture of them. Peachy's just angry. <laughs> angry on the papa sign. You can just see, like, her tiny little angry eyes. And then Lou is in the foreground of the picture just like happy as a clam <laughs> on the couch like looking over it and peachy's just in the background like angry as hell from the papasan chair <laughs> i will send you this picture because it it's like the perfect description of them as siblings right now yeah i'm just like that freaking cat that you brought home and why is yeah. he still here yeah but yeah that made me laugh a lot this week <laughs> what is your glimmer this week my glimmer, um, so the kids each have a friend from school, well, a couple of friends from school on their soccer teams, but Saturday night I was in the middle, I'm on the third book in that series. Oh, I finished gosh. the second book in four days. It is so good. It's so good. Like, there's plot, there's smut. It's like the perfect chef's kiss of Red a book flags book. all around. It's so good. You're... <laughs> enemies to lovers you want the enemies to become lovers it's perfect you'll um, heal from your religious trauma reading this series exactly or yeah. maybe trigger it one of yeah. both yeah <laughs> so i finished i was almost finished with the second book we had planned saturday evening and i'm that person that's like i don't really want to like in the moment it's great to have plans but then when it comes down to like leave i'm like I really just want to stay at home. You know, I want my normal routine, whatever. We went over to their friend's house and they just, the kids had so much fun. But it was so nice to hang out with like other people my age that also had kids there. It was Mm -hmm. like a really good like, is your kid going through this shit at school? Yep, so is mine. You know, it was a really good like. We all just kind of got to hang out and chat while the guys watched football. So yeah, fun. It was fun. My little extroverted, like ten percent of no, not even ten. We'll say three percent of my brain that is extroverted. Really had a fun time. Good. I had a fun time overall, but I'm not very extroverted by nature. 
Yeah. So. You can force yourself to be extroverted. I can. You're extroverted in the right company. That's what it is. If I'm around you all, you would not know that I am introverted. Yeah. At all. If it's somebody I've met like one time, I'm like the most quiet person. Yeah. I think a lot of us are like that. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was fun. Good. I'm glad you got to connect with some other some other mamas and parents. And, yeah. Because I think that's, I feel like parenthood can be isolating if you don't have other friends that are in the same kind of, like, stage of parenthood as yeah. you. So, you know, to be able to meet their, her, like, your kid's friend's parents um, yeah. and become friends with them, I think is really important. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad really you had nice. a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We were up until like midnight on Saturday, which I haven't done that in like forever. Oh my God, crazy girl. (laughs) I know. When I looked at the clock at one point, I was like, it's like two hours past my bedtime. (laughs) I was like, but you know, it's it's no big deal. (laughs) Well, thank you all for watching, listening, all of the above. This was fun. Yeah. What do they say? Rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. We love you. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.